pretty nerds. 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 Hi guys, welcome back to the Pretty Nerds podcast. This is your girl Fallon Deanne, and this is your girl name. How did you did you survive the Arctic blast that we had this past week? Uh, yeah. I mean, it was kind of up and down and up and down for us over here. Like it was cold at the beginning of the week and then like Christmas was like super cold and then like right after that it was like unseasonably warm I don't know it's been crazy because like when I went out yesterday it was like it wasn't terribly cold like I could go out and just regular like gym leggings and like a sweatshirt but that I remember Christmas day it was fucking freezing like I had to like layer that day. What about yourself? Yep, same here. Um, Christmas was like freezing, and I think yesterday I got in a car. At one point, it was like seventy degrees. Um, that I read on the little temperature thing, I was like, "This is ridiculous." But exactly, I just wanted to be over with. Absolutely, I cannot wait until spring come around and we just get back to the warm weather because you know I hate the cold more than anything (laughs) (laughs) so I guess we can go ahead and kind of get it started obviously Um, as we are pretty much at the end of 2020 getting ready to go into 2021 this will probably well I'm not going to say probably this will be our last show of this (laughs) year So we're going to do like a little year in review of kind of some of the bigger topics that came, you know, that happened during 2020. But before we do that, there were a couple of, you know, hot topics that did occur this past week that we want to kind of jump into. So I guess we can start with obviously probably the biggest topic was the Nashville bombings over it. Well, that happened on Christmas Day. Basically, a guy who's like a 68-year-old guy, he drove a RV and set it right on top of the AT&T hub and blew it up. And everybody from Tennessee to Kentucky to Missouri to Georgia pretty much was down AT&T service, uh, any type of AT&T services. It was like... Basically, if you ever saw that movie, did you ever see the movie, um, the Die Hard movie, where it was focused on his daughter and the little tech guy? Uh, was that the last, like the latest one that came out? Yeah, it was like the second to last one because I think the last one is focused on his son, and they're like in a foreign Russian country or some shit like that. But like, yeah, it was like the pretty much is the it's the last one I remember seeing because I didn't see the one with the sun. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. essentially. So yeah, basically, if you ever saw that movie, it was fairly similar to that. Um, where essentially, like, they blew up like the communication hubs, and all of us were like, "What the fuck? I can't text. I can't talk. I can't email. I can't get online." Like. <laughs> it was absolutely hell. That's why I text. I was like, "Let me just check and make sure." And then I was like, "Well, she didn't text back." And then my mom even she was like, 
your friend okay? I was like, I'm thinking she okay. I was like, maybe they having some phone issues. I was like, I'm not sure. And then when you text back, I was like, yeah, she fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, we didn't really, um, you know, we didn't obviously feel it because we were further away. My brother um, actually lives in Nashville, um, a couple neighborhoods away. So he slept through it, but his wife, she felt, she said she was up at the time and she felt it like the house shook a little bit. So, but yeah, luckily everybody was fine. Even in that explosion, nobody was actually, there was only like seven, because it happened like super early. It was like super early in the morning. There was nobody out on the street. So it was only like six or seven people. I think they said six or seven injuries. Um, but aside from that, um, it was just the the fact that, you know, the whole hub was down. The only motivation they say that they can think of that the guy has that they believe is that he was paranoid over the whole 5G thing. Y'all know what them damn y'all 5G conspiracies and shit running around here. Apparently he was one of those guys and he took it to the extreme. So, but yeah, super scary. Yeah. Definitely. I was like, okay. But I guess it's going to, I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting to see what else comes after this. But I, it gives me Las Vegas shooter vibes. Like we'll never know. The exact reason. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I don't think we'll ever, I'm with you. Like he, um, there was no like notes. They said when he, they raided his house, you know, they talked to his neighbors. His neighbor says he was just like a nerdy recluse just kind of didn't talk nope so they don't they don't even know like but they do say that they feel like he acted alone so if there's any good news that came out of that there's that but unfortunately i feel like people are going to see that shit and we may unfortunately get some copycats and i wonder like with at&t like what's going to be their strategy and even other phone companies like companies be like i feel like are y'all really protecting y'all infrastructure properly because yeah okay because it was uh it definitely like it definitely make you think though like how my biggest thing is how the fuck did he know that that was the actual hub like he he parked um like we saw it on the news, he literally parked exactly in the right spot. Like he wasn't off at all. Like he was literally right on top of the hub. So it's like, how the fuck did he, cause by, you know, living here, we didn't even know that the hub was in Nashville. I mean, obviously we knew there was an AT&T building in Nashville, but they don't even own that building anymore. They sold it. So yeah. And we um, always call it the Batman building yeah exactly (laughs) they don't even own it they sold it to u.s bank so that's why we're like so how the fuck did he even know that the hub was there so the whole thing is just really weird well hopefully which i doubt it but like you said it's definitely gonna be some copycats but i think somebody has already been like arrested for at least like a threat or something like that i was like y'all gotta chill basically <laughs> absolutely um so but i'm glad because i'm glad people um are okay and we don't have there was no casualties so 
aside from him, he blew himself up in the bomb. So it is what it is. Mm. Okay. Outside of that, we have, if you saw over the internet for like the last couple of days, I want to say for the, this whole little weekend, Iggy Azalea, she was on one and decided to air out her baby daddy because she was upset about um, him not spending time. Because he basically released an album and he had an album release party. And I guess he had his side girl there. And he also canceled like a family trip that they were supposed to take. So she, I guess she got finally just got fed up and decided to air his ass out about not being there and spending time with his baby. Yeah. Um, it was weird to say the least. I'm like, y'all gotta have better ways of doing this. But then I also think about when you hurting and you need an outlet, it's like, we just be, you know, we're normal people and we do it on the internet, you know, with our friends or whatever. So they do the same thing. They're still normal people. They're just celebrities. Um, well, they have a big following. They're still normal people. But I don't know, I'm like, this person, it seems like he has shown you who he is over and over and over and over again. Baby girl, just let it go. Anytime somebody missed the birth of your ch- of their child, not yours, their child to go play a game, a video game with another person. Yeah, that's it for me. Basically. Absolutely. I mean, he was cheating on you while you were pregnant. I mean, all them different things. That should have been enough for you. But I'm with you, though. I, I do not judge her for, you know, airing his ass out. Like you said, we all every day in our normal lives, I'm not going to say all of us do it, but a significant amount of people do get on the internet and whether they drop names or they sub you know throw little sub shots or whatever like that a lot of us get on here you know somebody's social media and express our feelings that we have in so you can't blame her for being human and doing it as well yeah and that's what i was like i don't know and then when i looked at his picture i'm like girl you can do better just move on Oof. Yeah. Like we were saying about um the with the whole little baby and his girlfriend Jada. Um girl, you you could you are you're a pretty girl. You can get you another one. Okay. Hell, I just seen on the internet just a second ago that some boxer dude is out here already telling shooting his shot at Iggy, so you just gotta be ready to move on. And yep. you ain't really gotta be ready to move on. You can just not want that like Girl, bye. Because you already in this circle. That's what I'm going to be understanding. And they date the same circle. So I'm like, you got opportunities. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, I got to be understanding too. Like, put it out there. Because I think, who was that? Not Erica Mina, the other chick. I can't think of her name. Mm. But she like basically dragged black women was like, Oh, black men not gonna do this to me because I'm this. Oh, shit. Sin. Yeah. And be like, yeah, you got this same treatment. So there's it. Yeah. Exactly. So it is what it is, man. And we also have one more topic is JD and his comments 
Um, there's been a, a couple of shootings that has a, have occurred at Atlanta malls or whatnot. So JD decided to get online and post his opinions about Atlanta and all of that. What are your thoughts? It was trash. And it just shows you basically, no matter how much you want to think these celebrities are down for the cause, they are so fucking out of touch. And it's not. To me, his statement was just horrible and disgusting because I'm like, we have seen over and over and over again what over-policing looks like. It's not hard to see. what I mean, we still see it every day what over-policing looks like. Police are already aggressive. What more the fuck do you want them to do? They pull up on the scene, shoot people within seconds. Like, what more do you want? Like, it's not, I don't know. I was just like, we need effective policing. And I'm like, until you start with education, viable job opportunities, healthcare, all of it, what you're talking about is bullshit. Right. But it, it was just like, so you just gonna show that you dead fucking out of touch and you are okay with police profiling until you are profiled and then you're gonna be calling on your fan base and people around to be like, oh, I was profiled. No, this is what you called for. Big facts, big facts. And it's just the, I guess, the lack of accountability for me. Like, I feel like you can't, we can't deny the part that we've played in it as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can't deny the part that we've played in in the violence in our own communities. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and And kind of the culture that we have created around the violence in our communities whether it be the whole stop snitching thing. I mean, we literally glorify street culture. You know what I mean? We run to it. We glorify it. Everybody talks about their favorite movies being, you know, Scarface and, and uh, you know, The Godfather and things like that. So we glorify, like, street culture and mob mentality, gangster mentality and all this shit like that. And we kind of encompass ourselves in it. And then when we see all of this violence amongst our community and in our culture, we don't, a lot of times we don't want to take accountability for it. There has to be some accountability for the part that we play in it. Definitely. And I think that comes down to, I mean, I think a lot of just not him, but like a lot of rappers in itself, like don't want to take accountability to say like, Hey, I, I fostered this or I, you know, I helped, you know, keep this going because you have to admit, like, like you said that it's no matter how much music influence it. Um, and I even was listening to, um, the breakfast club and they was talking about, Jay-Z and, you know, he was the one who influenced this whole violent rap culture and all this. And they was like, it was, you know, they the, they thought that the movie Scarface did more than anything. And I was like, when you look at it, I'm like, you had like people doing album covers with cocaine. It's just ridiculousness, you know, like, yeah. And I'm like, Jermaine Dupree, you made a, a quite a couple of dollars off of that same madness. So I, yeah, I just, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I, you know what I mean? Like, I think that that's our, our number one issue is we don't need 
over policing. That's not an issue. We need to have some accountability. Yeah. You know, honestly, we do. We need to have some accountability and go back to educating ourselves and educating our children, showing them other aspects of life other than just, you know, street culture and all that. I mean, people joked about it um, when Pharrell did his interview on um, Drink Champs, where he talked about don't do no shit around me because I'm snitching. Like he basically, he let it be, you know, he, he said what the, you know, a sane person would say, like, I'm not doing no bid for none of y'all motherfuckers. So don't, don't, you know, do no shit around me. Cause I am telling. And, you know, in all honesty, that's really most people's mentality, whether they want to be in these street playing gangster, a la Takashi, six nine or not you know what i mean like that's really a lot of their mentality when the sh- when the shit hits the fan and they get in front of them them police officers and they sitting in that little room and they hear the type of time they facing oh they singing on everybody so what you know what i mean so what are we glorifying when the feds come in with it oh the rico charges it started getting real. And that's like, and then even like you bringing up 6 9 it makes me just think like, this person has made so much money out of like peeling it bullshit. Not even black. And, oh, this shit just boils my fucking blood when I think about it. But yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, like I definitely agree, like accountability. And I think we have to also get it because we so, I'm over this, like, glorifying the older. Well, in the older days, you know, they didn't do this, so they didn't do that. Bro, it was as much violence in the 90s, probably if not more, just being honest, especially in places like Chicago and New York, as it is now. Agreed. Agreed. I'm like, I mean, y'all trying to blame it on that it's a millennial problem or the generation after the millennials. No, this has been an issue. Now it's just fucking exploding. And not only that, now we just see it more. Now there's cameras. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, let's be honest. Police brutality has been going on. It's just now getting filmed more. Um, You know, uh, the violence that has been going on, like you said, in New York and Chicago's and all different type of, you know, I hate to call it, I hate to say urban cities, but the t- at this moment, I can't think of a different term. But you know what I'm saying has been going on for years it's just now being filmed you know everybody has a has a smartphone now so you know everything is being recorded everybody has access to social media so now all that type of shit is just being recorded and putting it put it out into the world so that's all it is you know what i mean there's more technology now so granted we're going to be able to see more of the things that are happening but it ain't changed none you know what I mean? The streets always been the street. I, I would say I would go as far as to say that our worst years were in the eighties when crack was big. Those was the worst fucking years for our community. And, and to be completely honest, I think a lot of our community is still reeling from that shit. Yeah, and I mean, because when you think about it, I'm like, no matter what side you were on, it affected everybody. Whether you had, 
you know, the dealer or the taker, you know, like it affected all sides. And even when it comes down to going to jail, both were criminalized, whether, you know, if you had an addiction or if you were selling it. Correct. Um, So I, I definitely think that. And I just, I mean, that goes back to, again, where people put the blame on, oh, you know, black women broke up the black family. And we're like, no, you got to remember that a lot of people went down in that crack era. Hell yeah. A lot of That's that, you know what I mean? Like, I'm with you. Like, I've heard people say that, you know, whether they say black men broke or black women broke up. And to be completely honest, I've never said that. My opinion has always been crack was what broke up the black family. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. Crack did that. And you know, you know me in my in my conspiracy theories. Even though I don't believe it's a conspiracy, I one hundred percent believe that it's true that the government is who introduced crack into our neighborhoods, and they knew what the fuck they were doing. Yeah, they knew exactly what the fuck they were doing when they introduced it into our neighborhood. You know what I mean? We it was basically a, a you know way to get us all. You know, whether it be dead or locked up or, you know, the, the, basically the situations and circumstances that we are in now. Like I said, our communities are still reeling from that era. And if, if you look at it now, it's funny, um, that we're in this whole opiate crisis or whatever like that, because now white America is starting to see what the fuck we felt for all those years you know what I mean after having to deal with crack and it's so just again speaking on it is like now they are going after what the drug company I think they are like had to settle for in the billions they're going after Walmart um for filling prescriptions that were illegal and I'm like so again with the government yeah I'll have all these vices. You know what the fuck it is that you're supposed to do. But when it comes down to brown and black people, it's like, as always with America, fuck them. Let them figure it out. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. That is it, that that is exactly the truth. Yeah, I just I'm over it. But his whole yeah, just going back to like his whole rant, this shit like really pissed me off. Cause it and it makes me think like with the elite because you do like Atlanta is a has a big population of black wealthy people um which is nothing wrong with that but it just makes me think like y'all are you sound like white people you're more concerned with your comfort than you are anything else yeah exactly exactly um I mean I think that I hate to say this but I feel like we time and time again kind of get shown the that you know the black elite only look out for the black elite if we're just being honest so that's why you know i always preach and say don't look to them i mean we talked about it big during election time don't look to them to to, you know to speak to our issues because we are not the one in the same in that department so it is what it is on that on that end all right so I feel like that's all we have for recent hot topic. You want to jump into the year in review? Sure. All right. 
So I guess what some of the bigger stories that we had. Yeah. Um, I guess the first one without mentioning is definitely coronavirus. Um, right. Basically stop the world. Yeah. <laughs> it's like something out of a free. Every time I think about it, I'm like, you always, when you look at these movies, be like, it's just so like unreal. This can't really just never, or like it can't really happen like this. And you see, like, it can really happen like this. Like, you can't have one virus that affects the entire world. And not saying that we don't have other viruses, but I think for our generation, coronavirus is the only thing that I can think about that has affected the entire world the way it has. Because I'm like, shit, even Ebola didn't do that. You know, like, swine flu or whatever. And I'm pretty sure it has something to do with the inadequate president that we have in office but yeah like that that was probably like one of the scariest things for this year agreed agreed um corona i think has just changed everybody's lives has really changed the world in in all aspects because i i you know a lot of people all they keep saying to them you know is as soon as corona is over we can get back to normal we can get back to normal but I think that the reality of it is, is that once Corona is over or once it, you know, I don't think it's ever going to be over. I think that it's going to be reduced from pandemic level to what is it? What is it called? Um, after they, after it's a pandemic, it's a, like is it epi- epidemic. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, you know, I just think they're just going to obviously with the vaccine and all that have a reduction in kind of the levels and the deaths and things like that. You'll probably see people be able to recover from it quicker, have less like, I guess, side effects and things of that nature, carrying uh, illnesses and things that carry on from it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I feel like that once it's kind of under control better then, you know, we're going to be facing a, a completely new normal, in my opinion. So yes. I'm not really sure what people mean by we're going to get back to normal. You know, so, yeah. uh, uh, you know, I like at the end of the day, I feel like, hey, we are going to have a new normal, you know, uh, mass may be a part of our lives forever. Knowing about social distancing, if not just social distancing, may be a part of our lives forever. You know, I mean, we may, if we do start to be able to get back to big, these big events and things of that nature, it may, who, it still may not look the same, right? Because we've already, we're already hearing that employers are talking about they may require like make it mandatory for you to have to take to you know have the corona vaccine in order to be employed that in that in itself is is a huge change yeah so you know i've I've also heard that they are saying that like a lot of like recreational things like even Ticketmaster and uh you know the bigger entertainment things that like sell tickets to events and things are that are saying that that may become a requirement as well that you have to be 
have the vaccine in order to purchase before you can make the purchase and attend events and shit like you know what I mean so I don't know how all that shit's gonna work now granted uh, I will not pretend to to be able to predict the future and know how they're gonna be able to police all that shit and pull all that shit off but again it, it's it's all could be possibility yeah I definitely think we are gonna forever be wearing masks <laughs> um and I know like, well, my company, um, we moved to a new building and they were like, some of us will not be going back to work um, actually in the building. We'll be permanently at home because the new building they purchased before um, COVID and they said it's not social distance friendly. So they're at least projecting that we will always be social distancing. So. Yeah. That that would be our new normal, which y'all need to bag back up our people anyway. But I don't know. Like, I don't have an issue with the mask because I'm like, hopefully that would help even with fucking flu season and people just being fucking disgusting anyway, which we've seen that. I, I don't know. I don't get the whole anti-mask thing. I'm like, it's a mask. Like, you're not oppressed. It doesn't doesn't take anything away from you. It doesn't really hinder your life. It's a mess. Agreed. Um, I, for one, I'll volunteer and say that I probably, going forward, will at least continue to wear masks, um, you know, in in certain environments where I know that there's a lot of people. That's just the para- fucking paranoid person that I am. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't care how normal we get back to i just seen some of y'all even during a pandemic like i said after i was at the gym and i seen a girl literally just walk out the bathroom and still not wash her hands and i said bitch in my mind i was like bitch we are in a pandemic i said oh, okay yeah i'm not gonna fool with y'all i'm not so <laughs> and to think the one the only time i've ever had the flu i literally got it from work so i'm like yeah i'm yep. not supposed to <laughs> exactly. See, that's what people don't understand. The only I'm I'm with you. The only time I ever had the flu, matter of fact, you are right, was from fucking work. That is the only time. Listen, I was so pissed off because, and I knew who I got it from when I got it because I remember him saying, "Oh, the doctor said I could come back to work after three days." And when I went to my doctor, they was like, you need to stay at home for five to seven days. You'll start feeling better in three days, but you don't need to be around anybody. And I'm like, this motherfucker came back to work. Right? Uh, Disgusting. (laughs) Disgusting. Also, moving on from COVID, I guess the other really big story was the presidential election. It started out with a shit ton of Democrats throwing their hat in the in the ring and just pretty much playing like whoever, you know, whoever can beat Trump, I'm just going to throw my hat in the ring and see if I can survive. Um, It boiled down to obviously Joe Biden versus Donald Trump. Um, Then we had to deal with that whole debacle on election day where Donald Trump refused to admit is still basically still running around with little Twitter fingers talking about election <laughs> fraud and shit. Um, <laughs> so he's still, I guess, in denial that he is a loser and that he lost. But yeah, I mean, 
shit show that that was our presidential election, basically. And we still in it. Yeah, I, yeah. That's the only thing I can say. (laughs) Is that, and I think this is the, again, for our generation, um, the longest election cycle we've been a part of, I guess, or paid attention to, maybe. Like, I think this time we got to see the entire process because we're so used to uh, election night. Here's the projected winner where, I mean, it was like a couple of days. You had all of these outstanding states and then you still like, oh, now the Electoral College, you know, only votes on uh, what, December 20th or something like that or 12th. I'm like, so you actually saw the whole process and paid attention to the whole process just to make sure you know, that fluke shit didn't happen. And I think we're still like in that roller coaster right now. I think we're probably just hanging up at the top to see if we're going to be there or we're going to go down come January 21st to see if he going to actually lead the White House. <laughs> yeah. Basically. <laughs> just a craziness. But I mean, out of the whole election, we did get the first um, a black woman um, as vice president. I mean, if there is anything to cheer about, it's another milestone, I guess, another first for Black Americans um, to have a, you know, we had obviously had the first Black man as president, first Black person in the White House. Now we have the first um, Black woman serving as vice president. So if we got anything out of it, I guess we can, we can applaud that. Yeah. I'm trying to think of some other things that happened this year. Um, sad news. We lost Kobe, obviously. That was one of the saddest things. Obviously, you know, for me, it was one of my sadder moments because Kobe Bryant was my goat. So we lost Kobe. Um, we lost Nipsey Hussle. Just, just a sad year all around. And I just to add to like loss, um, Definitely want to put Breonna Taylor in there. Did not get the justice that she deserved. Hopefully. Um, I think they're supposed to be bringing in outside counsel. So we'll see. Right. Um, We definitely, I mean, you know, speaking on Breonna Taylor, we again this year saw it amplified, saw kind of the movement reamplified with the killings of Ahmaud Aubrey, then George Floyd, then Breonna Taylor. You know, it, 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 we really, really got to see police brutality full, in my opinion, just really, really on display this year. And we kind of saw reamplification of the call from Black America to just, you know, to just have the police do what the fuck the police is supposed to do and stop, you know, playing judge and executioner and you know murdering black and brown people in the fucking streets um definitely i think it was uh the summer was long and depressing i will say that <laughs> um with just everything that we saw and just how i feel like how the government and white people we trying to play with our intelligence like Bro, we know why you chased down Ahmad. Like, we know why you killed George. We know why, you know, you killed Breonna Taylor. Don't play with our intelligence. You do better stay in silent. Just 
than to put out bullshit. Right. Absolutely. We also had, you know, coming from that in the movement, the protests, um, we have the the defund the police call. You know, that's another movement that has really been being pushed. It's really been kind of out there. Unfortunately, obviously, there is a lot of misinformation surrounding the uh, defund the police campaign. Obviously, a lot of people um, don't don't didn't, you know, do their vocabulary lessons and don't know that there is a difference between defund and abolish. But, uh, (laughs) you know, uh, it is what it is, Um, obviously, um, for for us smarter folks, I will say, or us who are just, I guess, have more common sense. We re- we recognize that no one is calling for the abolishment of the police, even though, let's be honest, um, it ain't a bad (laughs) idea. Exactly. It's not, but uh, we're just calling for, you know, a defunding. If you, if you look at the budget for the majority of, um, the states in this country, the police departments eat up a shit ton of state budget. And for that, for the budgets that they have, the, it, the, the, the type of excuses that they, that they give for the mistakes that they make, it just, you know what I mean? It just isn't, it, it doesn't, no, it, it don't sit right with you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it also goes for you have all that money and you wait until officer fuck up to be like, oh, we're going to put them through diversity training. Shouldn't they been part of the training program when you first and not even diversity. And I hate that word diversity training. No, you need to be training on complicit biases and all of that bullshit and knowing, hey, this might not be the job for you if you this, this and this. So I'm like, you it goes back to the post that I said, y'all know exactly what defund me when we talk about Planned Parenthood. Then you know what defund me. But when Preach. it comes down to the police, it's like, well, we need the police. No one is saying, hey, you know, we don't need the police. But I'm like, it, it, it goes, even if you look at like the United States spending, I'm like, most of our budget is spent on defense. On the military, and it's like, why? Right. When there are you know other programs that yeah benefit from that money. And I'm like, even if you were taking, when you're looking at big cities like um, L.A., Chicago, you New York, and you see they have big-ass budgets that you shouldn't have an issue, like some of the issues that you have, and you shouldn't have them. But y'all work in a mob mentality. Correct. Correct. I've always said the police is the biggest gang in the world because they definitely off. If you think about it, they definitely operate on gang rules. They will, you know, like you said, do whatever the fuck they want to do. And then the gang will protect them. Um, Just to see how mad the union was for the NYPD. It's like, what are you mad for? People are not saying, oh, you know take all the money but y'all you don't need that much damn money because i'm like i'm pretty sure it's probably recordings of y'all on the side of the road sleep and doing some bullshit that you ain't got to be doing so they mean you need to be at home agree and for what we spend you like 
I don't know. I just like for what we spend, crime shouldn't be out of control like this. And you can't keep just blaming on, oh, you got to teach your children better. I'm like, for a lot of cities, there's literally nothing for children to do. Truth. That's truth, bomb. And that's where defund the police comes into diverting some of that money to programs for the community. Simple, simple concept. Also, um, just thinking of the year in review as well, we did lose John Lewis, civil rights legend, real life superhero, in my opinion. So that was definitely a big, big loss for us as a community. You know, all the incredible work that he did do as a part of this movement, especially during one of the most difficult times in being the civil rights era. You know, obviously, we've, we've seen the pictures of him during the March Selma, the infamous backpack picture. Um, so, you know, just a huge loss for us in, in the community in general there as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think of other big big stories Um, musically i mean we can talk music there wasn't really any in my opinion i can't really think of any like groundbreaking or ground shaking albums that really kind of changed music or really in my opinion that are going to kind of withstand time yeah i will say in all honesty i feel like 2020 was one of the worst years for music because I just don't think that there was anything that stood out or that will like a couple of years down the line that we're going to remember like oh yeah that was it I definitely agree um yeah I can't think of anything music um yeah nothing even before the pandemic nothing Mm-mm. um oh and I do have to um just cross my mind um, and I hate that we still talk about death, um, but definitely think um, Chadwick Boseman, he passed this year as well. Our Black Panther, that's what I'm going to give him. Absolutely. Um, that title. Um, and I think we mentioned it on the podcast when we when it first happened that I'm just so happy that we celebrated him the way or celebrated the movie and him the way that we did. Um, he definitely deserved those flowers. Um, even though we didn't know his struggles um, at the time, but it definitely makes me like happy that he did get those flowers while he was still living. Absolutely. I think that that's definitely one that we got right. Um, I will say, um, because oftentimes we do, unfortunately, when it comes to our own, we do give them their flowers too late, right? We wait until they are gone to really celebrate them the way that they deserve. Um, so it's definitely, like you said, it's definitely one of the greatest things that I have seen is that is the the celebration, the way that we kind of showed up and showed out for Black Panther. And like you said, to have lost him the way that we did and then learning of the battle that he went through for, but yet never complained, just continued to 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 you know put in the work and do his work um you know to hone his craft just absolutely incredible individual like you said our forever black panther definitely a huge huge loss for us i will say too that one definitely hurt that one definitely hurt 
I'm trying to think. I'm with you. Like, again, because of this, because of, like, COVID and how much it dominated 2020, it really isn't, like, a huge amount of things to really discuss or talk about. Like, there weren't any really big, big things that dominated the headlines outside of COVID. Oh, um, the the little college tuition scandal. Oh, yeah. That was pretty, that was a, definitely a big topic. If anything, for me, though, all it did was kind of remind me of, you know, the white privilege that white America so oftentimes tries to deny that they have and own, but it just amplified that for me. Definitely. And even the time, because, and I know I saw, like, um, recently that Lauren, Lori Laughlin, I think that's her name. Um, she was released from prison after serving almost two months. And I've seen some people like, well, she didn't really commit a crime. Oh, yeah, she did. And I'm like, especially when you have a black mother that literally just changed the zip code or her address, rather, um, to get her kids in a better free public school that she already pays taxes for. You know, I was like, and you see her get, what, at like five years? And you see somebody actually taking a bribe I don't, and I still for the life of me don't understand that like you pay a half a million dollars when you could have just paid tuition I don't yeah. know yeah it's one of it's one it's definitely one of those mind bogglers because I'm with you like I don't they're rich you know what I mean like that's that's the thing that yeah. really really every time I think about like the college admission scandal I think to myself Y'all rich folk. Y'all could have just paid for your kid to go to school. Buy a wing for somebody if that, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't like, I didn't get that. I was like, for the, why did, and then I'm like, I don't know. I just, and then I was thinking, I was like, well, maybe I know one of them was like a rowing team scholarship or something like this. So I'm like, well, maybe it's to get some of that money back. And that was the reason why it was a huge deal. Cause I'm like, I don't get why you just didn't pay. Like if I, if I'm worth millions, probably hundreds of millions of dollars, listen, where we going? Like, and I'm like, we know celebrities pay their way. I was like from a documentary that I watched. Um, one guy was saying his father, um, I think he was like a hedge fund manager or something like that, but he was in Brown university and flunked out twice and still got his degree somehow, of course. Um, because they had money and they just kept re-admitting him. And then he finally ended up earning his degree, which I don't think he earned. And how he laughed about it, he know he didn't earn it either. Right. Um, so I'm like, I just, yeah, for the life of me, I didn't, I I don't know, I didn't get it. You and me both. That was, I will say it was one of the stupider (laughs) scales that I (laughs) Like, if you're going to do a bid, man. Do it for something that's not dumb as fuck. Like, do it for something right. that that you honestly, like I said, she could have just paid her way. Like, just pay. And it was, and it was what USC? Are you was it USC or UCLA? Yeah. USC. And I'm like, USC. You could have just paid the tuition. Like USC is. I mean, listen. I'm never mind. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, yeah. The last topic I got is what the NBA bubble. I think that in itself, I say it's a big story only in just 
how successful the NBA bubble was. I think you have to give Commissioner Adam Silver one of, in my opinion, the best commissioners that it, it across any sport. Um, you have to give him credit. The way that he was able to pull that NBA bubble off for the the couple of months that they did it, having zero COVID cases. I I mean, my hat tips off to them. Obviously, now seeing with the NBA season having started and seeing the difference with them when they were in the bubble, having no cases to like, I think just last week they had upwards of 30 or some 30 plus cases of COVID, um, you know, people testing positive. So it just goes to show like the the mind, first of all, who came up with the bubble and then for them to kind of pull it off and execute it as flawlessly as they were able to do. You got to tip your hat, tip your hat off to them for that. Um, they really, really cared about their players and their safety and pulled it off, you know? Yeah. Even at the hot wing gate. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Even after them chicken wings from the strip club. Right. And it ended obviously with um, the Los Angeles Lakers earning their 17th NBA title, being crowned champions, which again, felt bittersweet um because of obviously the we were still reeling from the loss of Kobe Bryant um and Gianna Bryant obviously we definitely don't want to leave his baby out and just kind of it, it felt like you know his spirit was kind of you know there and I think a lot of them really kind of felt that you know to do it for it to be Los Angeles in Kobe's house it just it felt bittersweet Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was like, I don't know. And just seeing Vanessa Bryant, like her page sometimes, I'm like, oh, I just don't see how she do it. Yeah. Definitely a resilient woman. Resilient. But I also want to say to see the sisterhood amongst us, you know, with Lala, um, Sierra, Kelly Rowland, just all of them really being there for Vanessa being her strength you know obviously she's got to be going through it and just seeing the sisterhood amongst us you know what I mean we take care of our sisters when we down you know oftentimes oftentimes the internet and social media will have you believe that black women are catty that all we do is fight amongst each other and drag and tear each other down but you know we do have a sisterhood and we do have a bond and we definitely do take care of ours you know is there anything else that you can think of that you kind of want to add? I was sitting here trying to think when you was talking. I can't think of anything. I mean, it's definitely been a lackluster year, to say oh. the least. I'm looking forward to 2021. <laughs> I don't really listen. I really am. And I know people, uh, I saw a post where it was like, don't nobody claim 2021 is your year. We just got to come in, sit down, be quiet. Fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> but I'm hoping I'm like, please just let it be a better year. Um, yeah. And not just for me personally, I think collectively as a whole entire world, we need a break. <laughs> Absolutely. I will say I will be happy um to just be seeing again, seeing people out posting their vacation flicks, um, seeing 
people in their fa- family gatherings, you know, that's something that'll make me definitely smile just to be able to see, being able to see babies have birthday parties again. That's, that's something that I'm looking forward to. Absolutely. Just going to the movies, like every time um, there's a movie theater really close to my house, every time I pass, I'm like, oh, I cannot believe I have, I don't think we went to the movies maybe once in 2020. Maybe. And it probably was in 2019, the uh, end part. Yeah. It's so weird. That's that's definitely the last time I went to the movies, I believe. I'm trying to think. The last movie I think I saw at a movie theater was what? Endgame? That was 2019. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I'm with you. I, 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 those simple things that I think a lot of us take for granted, I'm yearning for. The moment they say, Movies back up. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm up in there. I'm up in there. <laughs> <laughs> my mask and don't cough over. Don't cough over my snacks. That's it. <laughs> um, the moment they say outside open again, I'm booking a flight somewhere. I'm going somewhere. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm like so. What y'all think about late March? Can we get this under wraps? <laughs> um, can we? Cause we got we got some trips we need to make up because we normally all of us take like birthday trips. We take a girls' trip every year, whether it be to what Mardi Gras or some Vegas something. And we didn't get to do none of that, man. Look, we old one shit. <laughs> be like, so our next link up will be <laughs> exactly. Um, I just can't wait. I can't wait. I'm definitely, definitely looking forward to that. Um, 2021. I, and I'm with you. And it's not just on a personal level. It's like on a, but everybody level. Like I want to see everybody level up and have good vibes in the new year. Definitely. So that's, that's it for our year in review. Let's go ahead and jump into the relationship portion of the show we do have a relationship question this week and then i think we'll um we'll do our relationship question and then similar to our year in review on hot topics we'll hit some high high points or some high things that we talked about this year and maybe even go a little life question in talk resolutions for the new year so Fallon Dean, give us our relationship question of the week. Um, it's a fun one. Um, what is the pettiest thing you've done after a breakup? So for me, shit, I don't know. I mean, I hate to say it, like I feel like this is one of my good my better qualities. I'm not really petty after breakups. Like, I'm one of those folks who like once I'm done, I'm done. I'm just I clear names, numbers. Um, if I see you in the street and you're like, oh yeah, we used to what? I used to who now? Nah, bruh. I, so maybe maybe you could consider that petty. Um, already. <laughs> maybe you could consider that petty. Um, that I do not like. If if we ever dated in the past, I don't claim it. Like I don't claim it. If, if it's done, we break up. I don't know you. I'm on my motherfucking Mariah Carey. I don't. I don't know you. what about yourself um i just want to put a disclaimer i have grown Uh, (laughs) oh 
But um, like after me and one of my boyfriends broke up, I drove like 20 miles, probably 30, to go throw all of his clothes in front of his baby mama's house in her yard. <laughs> and the crazy thing about it, now that I think about it, is I was so hyped up. I had a panic attack coming back home. Lord have mercy. <laughs> <laughs> the growth. <laughs> Like, I still can't believe I did that. It was the crazy thing about I was in Mississippi doing this. Lord, oh Lord. <laughs> Look, out here risking your life, literally, girl. I mean, I can't, yeah. It was the panic attack for me. I was like, yeah, I can't ever do nothing like that again because <laughs> I got myself so worked up. Super hyped. I it and about to fall the fuck out. <laughs> right? Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Oh. That's the pettiest thing. Oh. Blessings for growth, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, so I guess some of the topics that we've talked about throughout this year on the show, um, we talked about, I think one of my favorite ones was when we talked about um, the Dead Ass podcast and that topic about. Um, forcing monogamy and commitment and all that. I, I definitely think that was one of our better topics. And I think one of the topics that got a lot of people talking. Absolutely. Obviously, we've also talked a lot about love languages, um, the importance of that within relationships, knowing your love language, knowing your partner's love language. We've talked about commitments um a lot obviously about you know the difference in commitment in 2020 and this generation and previous generations we've talked a lot about um the definition of relationships how you know obviously there seems to be kind of this rise in polyamory and people wanting to do open relationships um i think that's one of the if I think about one of the, my bigger takeaways from relationships, I think every other week I've been seeing things about people being in open relationships. A lot of people, you know, wanting to be in a polyamorous situation. That's been one of the more interesting things to me because I just never thought that we would get to a space where people would be so comfortable with that. Yeah. Um, I don't listen. I know we talked about it. I just can't see how people down with it. I'm just, I want what's mine and I just want it to be mine and mine only. Yeah. I saw a post. Her name is Passion Jones. She's like a blogger slash influencer. And I know a model because I've seen her on the page as well. Um, And she's like in a polyamorous relationship, but it's with two men. I mean, I ain't judging, but the men look like they have more fun with each other than her. But oh, they want to look a little saucy, and I'm like, yeah, okay. Hmm. Well, listen, you know, salute to the people. I can say salute to you know, you know, my opinion on those relationships have always been salute to the people who can pull them off. For me, it's not even a matter of like having anything against it it's just a matter of knowing myself enough to know that i just don't have the emotional 
fortitude for it because I could get, balancing one a relationship with one person is a lot in my opinion it's a lot of fucking work and it takes a lot of effort and time but to try to pull it off with two shit and men are emotional I know they try to give women this emotional you know title and all of it they are emotional agreed yeah. and needy as fuck <laughs> listen like I can't imagine doing it with you. Like, listen, I'm sick of both of y'all. Goodbye. <laughs> we're calling call a third person, and y'all two are dismissed because this is just too much for me. I, I can't do it. Y'all um, all got on my goddamn nerves. Leave right. me alone. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm like, Mm-mm. um, I just want to put it out there. Don't be letting hotels trick y'all into these situations where you don't want to be in because you think it's tribe building and he ain't working. Just don't do that. Speak on it, girl. <laughs> Speak on it. That is one of definitely the things that I've also seen come about. And I think we talked about this as well on the show. Well, I know we talked about this as well on the show. Women who allow men to talk them into these relationships with other women. Um, it doesn't benefit anybody. The, the you know it doesn't if if you truly aren't bisexual you don't really like other women and you're just doing it to placate a man you're not benefiting anyone it's not gonna keep that man and not only that the the woman that other woman that you're involved in it's not doing anything for her as well because she generally is bisexual and you know she generally is interested in women and so she's stuck having to deal with your ass and that's not enjoyable for her either so <laughs> but nonetheless i just like you said don't get in these situations that your ass don't want to be in all to just try to 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 keep a man with that being said this has definitely been the year of the pick me <laughs> y'all out here running rapping god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, absolutely you know how pick me, how much you know pick me's a running rampant. Is that in all honesty, I'm sick of the fucking word pick me. That that's because <laughs> we even had to use it so goddamn much. <laughs> you know, shit. I definitely, I definitely think that in relationships now, or at least from what I've gathered from all, just thinking through all of our topics in 2020, I feel like the biggest things that have come out of 2020 is definitely people's people's lack of interest in commitments whether it be marriage actual committed relationships um we're seeing a heavy leaning on like situationships but i it almost makes me sad a little bit you know to see so many so many people kind of turning away from commitment and committed relationships yeah and that's what it's like, I think, and I hate saying as a society, um, but I do think society, and this is not just, and when I say society, it's not a generational thing. I think it's like, again, that build up what has happened where we see our parents, grandparents, great grandparents, you know, uncles, um, just have strayed away from relationships or so jaded. And I even look at celebrities too, that I've seen a lot of them, for example, Cynthia from our Real Housewives and even Toya, where they kind of, I would never be married again. I would never do this. And you have people that really, you know, 
maybe take what they say to heart. Like, okay, yeah, I can understand why she would never be married again until they meet, you know, I guess maybe their person. And then they're like, oh, well, I'm ready to spend my life with somebody else. And I think, you know, we become jaded like that or some people become jaded and it's like, oh, I would never, you know, I'm giving up on commitment. And it's like, no, you just should give up on that person that wasn't right for you. It's Absolutely. not necessarily a commitment that's the bad a bad thing. It's just that person was bad for you or wasn't right for you. And even the thinking of, you know, all this person was, I think we have to get it sometimes in the mindset as well, that just because you are no longer associated with a person or with a person doesn't mean that they're bad for you. They may just not just really be the one. Like, we just got to get some maturity in relationships. It's like, listen, you're not the one for me and I'm not for you and move on. Preach, preach, preach. So if you had to give last relationship advice for the year, what would it be? Um, you know, Listen, from what I see on the internet, I will say make your own rules. And when I, I say that, meaning every man is not going to require that you come in and be a mate, um, a chef. And all of these things, if it's not for you, find somebody that works for you. Um, and like I said, I see on social media a lot with people like, oh, you'll never find a man if you don't cook. That's not true. Um, some men actually prefer to cook. So I would definitely say, um, yeah, just find that person for you. Don't be so dependent on, oh, I have to do this to keep a man because the man for you you won't have to go to the moon and back and not even be, I guess, rewarded with a relationship. I don't know if that's the right word, but it would be appreciated. So, you know, you doing all it would be a bonus. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that is such, such good advice. Obviously, making your own rules and stop following other people's playbooks and rule books. Woo! Bitch, that is some advice right there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Because a lot of y'all out here, whoo, these folks going to have you single forever. Okay. <laughs> and I'm t- girl, listen, I literally seen that they was having the debate and calling girls pick me's um, because they went on coffee dates or because they went on dates to chain restaurants. I said, what? Y'all complaining about food now? There's a requirement for food. You know what? I'm not going to deal with y'all asses. But no, um, I if I had to give advice, my last advice for 2020 as far as relationships is just to be open, be open minded about relationships, be open to love, be open to falling in love, be open to commitments, be open. You know what I mean? Just be be willing to, you know, be yourself and share all aspects of you to another person because I feel like that is really and generally the only way and the best way to have a healthy, respectful, loving relationship. And also never be afraid to choose yourself and to walk away. You know what I mean? If something is hurting you, if it's painful, if it's unhealthy, if you are not being respected, if you are being abused, whether it be physically, emotionally, anything, you know what I mean? If, if, if it just don't work for you, do not be scared to choose you and walk the fuck away. That's my advice. 
All right. So before we jump into new music or, you know, anything like that, give me your resolution for 2020. I mean, well, your New Year's resolution, if you have one. I have a few. Um, I think my top three would definitely be um, I want to start my two businesses. I definitely want to be way more active with the podcast. So that's one of my biggest ones. Um, posting more on Instagram and Facebook and, and getting back to fitness. Um, I guess I kind of missed that part, but yeah, those are my three biggest. Okay. So for me, um, I'm with you. I want to start actually start my businesses like. I have the ideas I have you know what I mean I really I want to actually get them off the ground also a personal one for me is not being afraid to ask for help um, it's one of the things that I've had to work on so much about myself is you know I, I'm definitely a big do-it-yourself for a girl so I have to kind of put myself out there and not be afraid to ask for help when I need it and I definitely I'm with you on the fitness like I want to not just fitness wise though nutrition wise like I want to this year legit legitimately eh, legitimately reach my goal like weight body all of that so I really really am going to try to heavily focus on my nutrition this year as well and I think that Oh, and my very last one will be to actually, actually put some effort into finding love. Because yeah. <laughs> I don't put no effort in like Right, we coming for you. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to put in some effort this year. So we shall see when it comes to that shit. All right, so... Let's go ahead and quickly jump into music, TV, books, whatever, anything like recommendations. And this doesn't have to be anything recent. Um, it can be something like if you just saw something really good this year that you want to recommend or something like that. Um, I guess, well, most recent, mm-hmm. um, I watched Sylvie's Love. Um, it's on Amazon Prime. It is an Amazon original um, it was a nice movie uh, with Tessa Thompson. It's definitely worth a watch. And I think the highlight movie for or what I watched for the year. Oh, I always recommend Love After Lockup and 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <But yeah>. <laughs> oh, okay. Anything else? No, that's all for me. All right, so for me, I will say I'm with you. I did actually watch, check out Sylvie's Love. It was a good, it was a cute story. Um, I'm with you. It's definitely in the sense of more of like a traditional romance story, which typically isn't my my cup of tea. Um, I'm more of a rom-com girl myself, but um, it was definitely good. It was cute. Like I said, it was a cute story. Enjoyable. Definitely worth the watch if you if you want to sit down and watch something. I am going to actually sit down and check out Soul either tonight or tomorrow night. So, uh, but I've heard nothing but good things about it. Um, so, if you're out there and, and and haven't checked it out, I would suggest checking that out. 
Um, and as for the year, some of my highlights, I will say, I think a show that was highly slept on, that I think was so cute, it's family oriented, if families want to sit down and watch it together. Um, but even as an adult, I just enjoyed it. But I enjoyed Love, Simon, um, the movie. So um, a show that I think was slept on it came on Hulu. It was a Hulu original. It's called Love, Victor. I just think it was a really, really good show, um, you know, to see a coming out story, a genuine coming out story with a person of color, Hispanic person at that, um, knowing that the, you know, in the Hispanic community, there, you know, the heavy emphasis on religion that they deal with and just kind of seeing that story kind of develop and flow. I really enjoyed it. I think it was a really, really good watch. And that kind of moves me into my nerd moments uh, of the week. Some of the the better shows for me this year, obviously, highlights for me fall under uh, my nerd moments. Um, I think a really, really, really good show this year that came out was Lock and Key on Netflix. Such a good show. Again, and I... And I really didn't think I was going to enjoy it because it centers around kids, uh, well, teenagers and kids and things like that. But it was not that by any sense of the word. Um, it didn't focus on like a lot of teenage drama and shit like that. Like it really was like a good, good interpretation, um, from, from the, the, the comic, um, so, or the book, comic book, whatever. Um, Really, really good. Really, really good show. I would highly recommend it. Um, good from top to bottom. Um, you don't figure out. L- literally, most of the time with shows, you can figure out what's going to happen. Like, you don't figure out the twist at the end until you get to the end, which is always a good thing. Um, I definitely will say I discovered The Boys this year. And um, I really enjoyed it. I watched both season one and season two. I'm looking forward to season three and the boys comes on Amazon prime. Um, that's an Amazon original. So just a really, really, really good show. And I will also say that obviously you guys know how I feel about the umbrella Academy. I enjoy it. It comes on Netflix as well. It's a really, really good watch. Um, again, another really, really good interpretation from the comic book. Um, super, super good. So yeah, also in my nerd moment, I want to mention some of the other highlights from this year amongst the nerd community. Um, Batwoman, we got the first ever TV adaptation, Black Batwoman, such a good feat. Obviously, we know Ruby Rose exited the role earlier this year, um, but um, the way that it's looking, season two is going to be incredible. And I, you know, I didn't watch the first season of Batwoman, but I'm definitely going to jump into season two, if only just to support a black lead. Um, salute to the young lady who um, got chose to be Batwoman. Um, we also saw Arrow end. We saw the Crisis of Infinite Earths play out on the CW where we got one of the cooler moments um, where we saw Grant Gustin's Flash meet um, and now his name is blanking. But y'all know the kid who played, um, who plays the Flash for the DC universe. So we got to see them meet it, Isra, um, Isra Miller. So he plays the one in the movie. So yeah, we got to see them meet in the crisis. So one of the cooler moments 
we saw after what, like 17, 18 gajillion years, the end of Supernatural, finally, I think 17 or 18 seasons. So yeah, just a lot of really, really big things that came from the nerd community. One of the things that we missed um, out on obviously was Comic-Con, but DC kind of made up with of that a little bit by having their own like DC fandom via, you know, that took place on the internet. So, but, you know, nonetheless, it was definitely a good year for us nerds out there. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, <laughs> that is my nerd moment of the week. Anything else on your end, Fallon DM? Nothing else for me. All right. So per usual, I want to thank you guys so much for listening, tuning in. I want to thank you guys for supporting our show. 2020 has been a crazy, crazy year. 2021, we're hoping, um, as Fallon DM mentioned earlier, putting in more work with the podcast. We're hoping to kind of grow the show, um, be way more active on our social media account. Give y'all some video, hopefully get the merch out, um, you know, just really, really do bigger and better things. So thank you to everyone who supports us and who supports our show, who listens. Thank you to our moms, because I know our moms listen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And to all of our family and friends who listen to our show and support us. And just to all of you guys out there, thank you guys so much. And, you know, we'll see you guys in 2021. Bye, guys. Good night.